What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 253 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we get to today's question from Katie, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-D-A. You could actually learn so much stuff on lynda.com. There's over 3,000 courses on all different types of topics like web development, photography, visual design and business and all different types of software that you probably use and you could probably use more effectively and you can learn how to do that on lynda.com with their super high quality studio quality video courses these aren't like little silly youtube videos these are really professionally done and there's a lot of other tools to go along with those videos to help you meet your goals and whatever it is you're trying to do i mean there's so many courses out there i recommend from productivity to business writing to uh you know getting out of a rut to things on like photoshop and indesign and all the tools that you might be using so anyway if you'd like to check it out you can get a 10-day free trial it used to be seven they've actually extended it to a 10-day free trial you can check out unlimited access to all their courses by going to lynda.com slash askpat. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash askpat. Awesome. Let's get to today's question from Katie. Hi, Pat. I'm Katie Davis from katiedavis.com. First, thank you for all your juicy information. I kind of want to spend my entire minute telling you how awesome you are. Anytime I can help you, please tell me. My goal for 2014 was to double my list, and I actually increased it by almost 300%. Now I'm about to rebrand and redesign my site completely. So where I was once just helping tech-phobic children's writers establish their platforms through video, I'm now broadening to all writers. So I'm trying to figure out how to operate my list the most effectively. When I started, everyone was just added to one main list, and I have 60 evergreen autoresponders that go out every 21 days as a newsletter providing valuable content. For timely events like webinars or a new course, I send a broadcast. I love my peeps, and I don't want to annoy or worse, abuse them. I'm very careful, especially since my community is incredibly sensitive to being sold to. Many are not used to the marketing end of things. How can I take this list that I've had for quite a while and clean it up and organize it so I'm better serving my subscribers and so it's also better serving my business? Is it even necessary to keep it active through an evergreen newsletter? When someone buys something, should I move them to a different list? And then how is what I send those people different from what I'm sending people who are on the original list? Should I or how do I use the list for a funnel? Uh, I think that's pretty much enough for now. Thank you so much, Pat. Katie, thank you so much for the question. And it's super cool to hear from you. For those of you out there listening, Katie and I are actually pretty good friends. Uh, we've just met a few times in person. We've had coffee together, but we've talked business and also talked life with each other as well. She has sent a couple children's books to my family, and we read them, and we love them. Katie, you are amazing. And I'm just so happy to hear that you're expanding in this way because whenever I talk about people starting their own businesses, you know, it's good just to niche down, right? You want to start in that small niche, and then eventually over time you get so big and become so authoritative that you can then expand. And you're, you're at that point now. So you were a children's author, and you were helping – and providing services and value and uh, information to other children's writers. And now you're kind of serving all writers. And so this is a perfect example of somebody who is working hard, who has done what they needed to do to build authority in a space, and then now is able to expand out. And now you have specific questions about your email list, which is very, very important. And I think it's very interesting because you've built this list of people who are in a specific target, 
this children's authors uh, group that you have in your list, and now you're looking to expand out. So there's a few things you can do here. I think it's really cool that you have this pool of children's authors. Now you want to start creating other pools of different kinds of authors as well. And I think on the front end, even before we talk about what you do with your existing list, on the front end, you want to start to be able to think about, okay, how can I segment my list? So if I do have children's authors, maybe they can go into that autoresponder where you're providing value to all those other children's authors. Maybe there's some content on there that is universal that can also go in an autoresponder that is for another list, another group of different types of authors and so again you're going to have to map this out and that's absolutely what i would recommend i would either get a big whiteboard and start to just start with all of the places where people enter your site and then where they go and how they go and that'll help you form these different lists and you don't want to create too many of them and i've gotten a lot of advice from other people people with enormous lists in the past because i've been looking at looking how to tag my audience and also how to segment them into different email lists so I can better provide for them as well. I think that's a big reason why we want to do this. We don't want to just send everybody everything because not everything is going to appeal or benefit everybody. So when you can segment your list and you can understand who is in this bucket and who is in this bucket and who is in this bucket, you could send each of them certain things that will help just provide more value also help you get in more tune with them build a relationship with them even more because you're speaking their language you're giving them the information that they need and not anything that somebody else might need and they don't and you're able to create these funnels that will perfectly align with products that are suited just for them and you might even have a universal product that's suited for everybody but if you speak their language if you talk about their specific niche and the problems that they have and the solution that you could provide there it is. And it might just so happen to be that solution for other people as well. But you're speaking the language of your target audience. And when you segment your list, you're able to narrow down exactly what you need to say in order to make action happen, whether that action is to take certain calls to actions like to do certain things or to make things happen in their lives or to purchase something that you have to offer as well. So mapping out the entire process is going to help as well. And this is something that I've been doing lately. This is why I think Infusionsoft is actually a pretty cool software to get into because I've seen the dashboards of a lot of my friends' Infusionsoft uh, platforms and it's visual. It's completely visual and it's literally dragging, dropping and you know, it's it's a little harder to set up, but once you get it, you can see the funnels as they are just you're creating these bubbles and when people go here and they do this, they get sent here and if they if they enter here, this is where where they go and these are the emails they get. It's all visual. It's a little bit harder with something like Aweber or Constant Contact or or Mailchimp in terms of segmenting your list and tagging people. Uh, so on the front end, that's what I would do. I would I would discover okay, where on your site are people subscribing and what are they into? You might even want to explore options like what Clay Collins talks about, who is from Lead Pages. He talks about creating specific giveaways for specific topics that you write about. So maybe this is something you're planning on doing in the future, Katie. Maybe you are going to branch out of writing specifically for children's authors, which is what I'm assuming you're doing. But that doesn't mean you have to always write content that's going to appeal to everybody. That means you could potentially write blog posts that are specific to some other group of authors. And in that particular post, maybe it's for you know, sci-fi writers. I don't know. I'm just saying that. But maybe at the end of that post, you'd use a tool like Lead Pages to deliver an opt-in, a lead magnet that is a two-page PDF on the top 10 tips to help sci-fi writers break through the competition. Or maybe it's for 
an article for beginner sci-fi writers, and here are the elements of all the most successful sci-fi books out there. That's something, I mean, even I would want to download if I was into sci-fi writing. And that's something I've maybe considered in the future. But anyway, I mean, we all know Back to the Future is my favorite movie, and that that's definitely sci-fi. Uh, but anyway, uh, where was I going? Anytime I talk about Back to the Future, I, I lose track because I wish I could just go back in time and start this over again. Boom. Anyway. Uh, okay. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you have this specific lead magnet so that people who are interested in that article, who you know are going to be interested in sci-fi, are going to subscribe on that page, and they get put into a specific list or funnel, if you will, for people who are in the sci-fi industry. And then they get down the emails that you get, and they're they're specifically written toward, toward them. Now, I wouldn't recommend you – you don't necessarily need 60 emails per – group and i would start small too i mean you want to segment not too many you don't want to have too many tags or too many different lists and this advice that i got from other people who have big lists is essentially what you need to start out with is a list for people who are not customers and a list for people who are customers so that uh, brings to your question okay so what happens when people buy do they get put into a different list yes they absolutely should so that when you send out promotional emails uh, for products you know not to send it to them. So you can send it to the people who are on the prospect list. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't send those other people emails anymore. And yes, they should be absolutely out of that autoresponder, which really its purpose is to provide value, but also drive people into your products and courses. And then when they get into a specific course, even for example, maybe you offer three products and they buy product one. If they buy product one, you can tag those people using a tool like Infusionsoft and then be able to put them down a funnel that put, gives them information about how to use that product, how to get started with it, some success stories that came out of it, for example. Maybe getting in on a Q&A with you in a webinar just for those specific people who purchased product one. And then that can be not only a way to provide value just for them in a very specific way for them, but that is also a funnel to get people into product two and product three. And then maybe people buy product two from your product one list, and then they get put down a similar funnel. Maybe people bypassed product one, and they continue to go down your autoresponder sequence that they originally went through signing up, and then they get offered product two, and that one happens to be perfect for them. And then you can help pitch product one or product three, again, based on tagging. And that's why Infusionsoft is so powerful uh, is because you can tag people based on what products they buy and then be able to send emails out specifically to those people knowing what they purchased and what they didn't so that you can then provide a better experience for them. You're not asking them to buy something they've already purchased and it just makes it so much easier. So Katie, that's I would recommend exploring Infusionsoft or some other tool like that. You don't have to start out with something like that. If you just think visually and map out what's happening, then then you can make things happen with that. Now, in terms of your existing list, what I would do is if you feel like you've you've given them uh, enough information to build this incredible relationship with them, with it, which I feel like you have, especially over that many emails and the the type of inter- information I know you could share. I feel like you want to be completely honest with them. I, I, that's, I mean, that's my approach always. Whenever I'm trying to figure out what to do, I always think, okay, how can I be completely honest 
what would be the honest approach here? And I think the idea would be to let your audience know through this existing list that you have sort of the new direction of the brand so that they know a transition's coming. It sort of builds hype and excitement. You can even reveal some things that you have planned and things like that. They might, uh, as you're doing that, share your stuff with other authors that they know who you, uh, who they might be like, wow, Katie's doing this other stuff now, and I know you're an author. Maybe you should follow. I follow her for the children's book stuff, but I know she's branching out now. She's branching out uh, now, and her her stuff is awesome. So you might get people to get excited for you for that. You can also use them to help you move forward and find direction for you and your business, Katie. Because a lot of times, those people who know your brand are going to be some of the best people to tap into to understand what to do next or what not to do next. And also, it makes them feel like they're involved, you know, so they're they're invested a little bit in what you're doing and they'll be more excited when it comes out. Uh, I, I would just keep that list separate, but give them the option of being able to subscribe to any of the other ones that you then create. So any of the other entry points that you're going to have in the future on your site as well. Um, I wouldn't put them through a totally brand new autoresponder. I would keep them completely separate. Um, you know, they're sort of like your your legacy group, and I think it's important. And also, you know that they're children's authors as well, and that's important too, and you can have children author-specific things there as well. Uh, so yeah, that that's what I would do. And I think if you haven't done this already, this is sort of a, a bonus tip here. This is for everybody out there who has an audience that they have already. You definitely want to create sort of an ambassador group. So as your business continues to grow, you're going to find people in your audience who just love you no matter what you do. Just people who just, they, they won't care what you do next. They're just going to follow you anywhere and everywhere you go. You want to segment those people as well. And maybe not in, in sort of an email list, but just know who they are and perhaps put them into a Facebook group or something like that. So that way you can keep them up to date on what's going on and get direct feedback from them. And also call upon them when things are launching, when you come out with new books and when you need advice and when you want to share something cool, get them excited. You can always go to them. They don't doesn't have to be such a big group. Um, I have an ambassador list of a, of a few hundred people right now out of the hundreds of thousands that visit my site every month. And uh, it's really cool to just know those people are there and, um, you know, I love them to death. And, uh, you know, so anyway, just a bonus idea for you out there, Katie. And and, and hopefully that this information helps. It's a, it's a lot to think about. It's hard for me to give you a complete answer here in 12 minutes. We'd have to sit down for a couple hours together and map this all out and figure it out to see what parts of your site people are subscribing on already and what you can do to to segment new lists and things like that. Uh, but hopefully this answers your question. And if anybody else out there has any other advice or information that they could feel would help Katie, just head on over to Twitter and use the hashtag AskPat253 for episode 253. That's hashtag AskPat253. And uh, Katie, I'm sure, would appreciate that as well. So Katie, thank you so much for the question. An AskPat t-shirt will be headed your way. Can't wait to see you in person again. And maybe you'll be wearing that t-shirt the next time I see you. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com and you can check it out and ask a question right there. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is lynda.com. You know, it's the beginning of the year. It's the perfect time to start to learn new skills, to be able to put them into use, to have a better year, the best year ever. And lynda.com is definitely the place to go with over 3,000 different courses to choose from. I mean, I've even used lynda.com myself for a number of different things. It's how I keep up to date with a lot of the new software updates that are coming out for a lot of tools that I use. 
Uh, there's some ScreenFlow videos in there as well. I use it to keep track of what I can do uh, to better advance my skills on the DSLR camera, which is really cool. There's some great DSLR tutorials there as well. And again, these aren't just little YouTube videos. These are, I mean, they bring people in the studio and they film them and they're great. And they come with worksheets and, and, and things to help you accomplish these goals that you want to accomplish. So if you'd like to give lynda.com a shot and try it out for 10 days, you get access to the complete site, all the tutorials and courses for 10 days for free. If you go to lynda.com slash askpat, that's L-Y-N-D-A.com slash askpat. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you into something else is the great accomplishment. Be yourself, people. I'm here for you. Take care. And I'll see you in the next episode of ASPAT. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.